Hello, and welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. My name is Erin, and I am a gardener, grower, teacher, and homesteader here in Northern Alberta, Canada. And I garden in Zone 3. And this podcast is a place to share tips, tricks, and all-around interesting information on gardening and homesteading with a focus on northern climates, but all types of gardeners from all sorts of places and all stages of their gardening journey are welcome here. Thank you for joining me. You can also connect at the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at the underscore northern underscore grower, or you can shop some of our seeds over at greenwitchseed.ca and also follow my new Etsy store where I have launched some flower seeds, a project I've been working on over the summer um, with a speciality in cut flowers at Prairie Creek Flowers. So if you search Prairie Creek Flowers on Etsy, you will be able to follow the store there or even just take a look. I have 25% off right now in honor of the season of Mabon and opening. So do check it out if you like to use some cut flowers. I'm also drinking raspberry leaf tea if you hear me taking some sips during this episode. And humble brag moment because I grew these tea leaves. So they are off my raspberry bushes and it just always continuously astonishes and amazes me that we and I were capable of growing our own food and nutrition and it's just really amazing that I grew these brushes and now I have tea and I think as always it is something that makes all the extra hours and effort that we put into our gardens so so worth it. Anyway thank you again for listening I truly truly appreciate it And let's get on uh, with the show. So the podcast, you might have noticed, has slowed down in production a wee bit this month because as many of you, I'm sure, are in the same boat as me, it's fall or autumn and it is just so busy. The fall season is just beautiful. So much bounty, harvest, festivals and important events at this time of year think like Mabon. My family also have a lot of birthdays in this time. Most of our birthdays fall in September, so it's a really busy month. Um, Harvest, full moon, Samhain will be upon us, Thanksgiving. It is just a lot and bizarrely also, despite it being overwhelming, fall is also the time my family tends to go away and travel because even though we are working on in on in garden maintenance still in the fall and harvesting and seed prepping, it's also just too darn hot in the summer for us to travel anywhere in the car. Um, so this is our favorite time of year to go take hiking and short trips away too. So it's just all around a very, very busy couple of months in our household. And I'm sure many of you can sympathize and empathize too. And in the garden, there is so much to do. So we uh, still are picking and harvesting. Anything that we are picking is still being preserved. The garden beds need putting to rest. And of course, the big one for many of us, our seeds need saving. So this brings us right up to today's episode where I hope to provide a short guide 
for introduction to seed saving. And this is going to be part one, which is more of a general overview of what it looks like, what equipment you might need, just so you can be prepared. And then parts two and three, we will go into more specific details about seed saving from certain plants. And if like us, you save, well, a lot of seeds, then we have counters and counters just everywhere in our workshop, office, kitchen, just filled with seeds that are drying and desperately need sorting and packaged and labeled. But it can just, it kind of seems so overwhelming at first. And so I hope these next few episodes just allow you to breathe, find some clarity and feel more relaxed about the whole thing. Seed saving kind of seems either you think it's going to be super easy and literally all you do is take the seeds out of the plant and dry them and store them. Or I often find other people I've talked to think it's crazy, like intimidating and is a scientific art form, which it kind of is in a way. But I'm here to say that, hey, the regular gardener can do this too. So just... Hoping that these episodes will help you out if you want to start saving some of your own seed. And if anything, the last couple of years have shown us, and even when I've been looking for uh, new seeds or starter stock of anything, it is really hard to source seeds. Like, we of course always want to try new varieties. We always want to grow in our own garden. We also want to bulk up. Uh, what we have here in our gardens and try try new things and so I'm I kind of love seeds and I'm constantly browsing the seed stores small and big to just see what there is available and it is kind of crazy that even in like off-season times a lot of varieties are still sold out like seeds are they're getting hard to come by and I think it's really important even if you're just a small gardener to even save a few like just enough for yourself for next year and then if you need to bulk up or stock up with extras or try something new from a seed store that's great but I think it is a really cool skill to be able to save a few seeds for yourself. So on today's episode we are going to be discussing seed saving from the point of harvesting. I am not going to go into the whole planning and planting of a seed garden where you're planning this intentional method um, of helping your variety stay true to type or isolating and hand pollinating and all of that type of extra work that can go into people who um, we may be planting seeds that, you know, we want these true to type varieties. We've got this really intentional planting and that's really great if you are doing that. If you didn't do that this year, but you're still thinking, I wanted to save seeds, you can still save seeds. Um, but a lot of gardeners who really want to focus on keeping that heirloom variety in particular true to type will kind of look into the methods like isolating and all of that. And it and that is something we're not going to go into on the episode. We're just going to look at your gardener, your homesteader, your average homesteader and gardener. And we're going to think, okay, I have my plants. They're going to seed. I want to save the seed. Where do I get started? So we are going to start at the point of harvest. A hugely important place to start is to only harvest from healthy plants. So do get familiar with what 
healthy plants look like for your area and garden. Assess the health of your plants. And really, as gardeners, we should be kind of doing that anyway on the regular, just even walking through our gardens, checking that things, you know, things are still looking good, our plants are still looking healthy. Um, but you do not want to harvest seeds from diseased plants, as some diseases can remain in or on the seed. And so you can end up uh, with a seed-borne disease or pathogen. And that is really something you want to avoid. You don't want to pass risk passing any of that disease onto the next generation of your plants. So really only first step, just harvest from the healthy plants. And maybe if you just had a really not so great year and some bad luck this year and all of your plants were prone to disease and they did not do so hot, then that's okay. There's always another year, right? But only try to harvest seeds from healthy plants. When harvesting, when you do decide to harvest for seed, you can harvest um, over several times, which we tend to do, and it can bump up your seed harvest, or just do one large harvest from the plant. It really depends what is going to work for you. There's no really right or wrong way. Um, my worry is often if waiting for the seeds to dry, say on a dry fruiting plant, for example, if I'm waiting for all of that plant, for all of the seeds to dry so I can just take one harvest off that plant, um, my worry is you're going to risk losing some if they decide to drop seeds or you're just leaving them longer and more prone to disease. And if you do one harvest, then you might end up picking some fruits that are too early and so you risk harvesting seeds that are not mature and you could end up with lower, a lower germination rate down the line. So I kind of, we just pull and go, pull and go, pull and go. And you can end up with multiple little harvests. And that's not to say I'm going to, you know, oh, there's a ripe tomato. I'm going to pull out one tomato and that's, I'm going to process those seeds in that evening. And then I, next day I have to go out and I found one fruit from this and one fruit from that. It is a bit more organized that, but we might have one day where we go out and we pull any seeds from varieties that are ready to go and then you do that and then a week later we check again and do another week or two weeks and that is kind of our little system that we set up and it seems to be working so far and depending on whether you are harvesting from dry fruiting plants or seeds from fleshy fruit think your tomatoes and watermelons it depends on how you gather and process seeds and there is a difference in how you do process the seeds for saving. But for today, we are just going to go over the next essential thing before you start. And that is basically just an overview of getting, we're just going to provide a brief overview of getting those seeds and prepping them because that way you at least know what tools you will need to really start seed saving. So you are going to need some tools, but... They're not going to be, you don't have to run out to like a garden center or look online for special tools. Most of, the to, most of these tools you will probably have in your kitchen. So essentially, if you're harvesting from dry fruited crops, um, think beans, where you're popping like that pod and the seeds are already, they're not in a soft liquidy flesh. They're, they're pretty much like you pop that pod and you get a seed. I'm trying to describe it, but think of beans. That would be my go-to for thinking of a dry fruiting crop. You will need screens as you want to thresh the seeds into a container in order to 
separate them from the plant and then you need to separate that further from the chaff and bits of soil and whatnot that get stuck in there with the seeds. So you do need some tools to help you do that and you don't need to get all fancy. Just have your basic equi kitchen equipment. So I mentioned screens, but you can use uh, sieves and colanders depending on the size of seed you're getting there. But just make sure it's thoroughly cleaned before and after and minimize the risk of extra pathogens getting into your seeds. Um, and so when I say screens, again, that just means anything colander, sieve, make a screen. You can buy specific types of screens that are designed for seeds of certain varieties, but really anything you think you're getting your seed, if you just think you're getting your seed, even think of sunflowers, you're getting that seed out of the plant. And then you're basically like, you want to uh, sieve it through, you put a thin layer of it onto that screen and sift and sieve so either the chaff is uh, smaller than the holes and that falls through and you're left with your cleaner seeds or vice versa, you might allow one that's really small, think of really small seeds, so you might get a screen with really tiny holes and your seeds fall through and all the chaff and bits of soil and whatnot stay on top. But either way, it's just an efficient way of separating out your seeds and trying to get just those cleaner seeds. And then once they're, you leave them on that screen, they are ready for storage and, or so you can get them ready for storage. They're not quite ready yet. Um, but you can repeat screening several times first, just to make sure you get all that extra debris away from the seeds. And then you can start to think about prepping them for storage. Now with the dry fruiting seeds, winnowing, I'll briefly talk about it. Winnowing is an extra step. And honestly, if you are really small scale or starting out, it's not it's not like a necessity um, unless you have a preference to do it. But it requires separating seeds from chaff, kind of upping the game a little bit even further by using controlled blowing air. And typically you're running seeds through like a purpose machine um, and you run control blowing air over the seeds just to help separate them even further um from that chaff and so you can use like a fan method um some people there's actually videos for like homemade designs of vacuums but it requires a bit more experimentation and dedication i think um so especially if you're starting out i wouldn't worry about winnowing unless you really want to look into it and give it a shot um but basically if i had dry fruited seeds i would just make sure i have like sieves colanders screens anything like that that I can then layer my, once I've separated my seeds from chaff, I'm gonna layer those seeds out on that screen and just leave them to dry. Make sure they're just super dry, like they're pretty dry, but just make sure they're really dry before you put them into storage. If you are planning on extracting seeds from uh, fleshy fruit type, so tomatoes, watermelons, squashes, that type of thing, the process is a little different, but many tools are the same. Uh, you might just need a few extra little ones, but it's almost uh, like you are screening, but rather than separating from chaff. So it's kind of the same process. You'll put the seeds through like a sieve or a colander, depending on their size uh, or a screen. And you can rinse and rub to separate them and push the flesh down to the bottom screen, 
we're out of the sea of a colander again and you're just separating the flesh from the seed and you keep doing that again um so just kind of it's the rinsing and rubbing i just think rinse and rub rinse and rub and then you basically end up with the seeds out on the screen or in the sieve and that's how you've got them separated so really that essential is just something that allows you to separate seeds from flesh now for storage of course ensuring seeds are dry 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 is going to help keep them viable for as long as possible and most of us want you at least want them to store until next season right so storing and drying in a cool dry area is paramount you don't want to dry seeds where they're really exposed to humidity um, and seeds can, they retain some moisture content, so it can cause issues when storing. And also darkness can actually really help too, um, rather than just storing them in like direct sunlight. So I really like just a dark cupboard or amber jars. If you're using mason jars, highly recommend finding a dark area to store them in. Um, but also if you can get a hold of amber jars as well. Those are also great storage tools. They block out those light rays from getting into there and penetrating the seeds. And essentially how long seeds are viable for when stored just depends on how many uh, factors. It depends on so many factors. So when you harvest it, how you prepped, how and how they are stored are the main ones. Um, but generally you could expect to get them to last at least a couple years. But given the right conditions, some seeds can even last decades. And you may want to choose more sealed and airtight storage, think sealed jars, if you're storing where it may get more damp and humid. Um, but with low humidity, envelopes and cloth bags can work. Uh, we just, for preference here, we use amber jars or mason jars for storage. That's our, that's our preference here. Um, we just also find the jars reduce the risk of pests getting in there. And I just feel better about them being really well sealed. So that's that's for us there. And lastly, a method of labeling your seeds, not just at the storage level, but stick a label on your screens because it happens to everyone, but we can often forget to label what variety we just harvested. Often we think we will remember what kind of tomato we put on which shelf or which screen, but then we kind of forget. I mean, the fun is you get a surprise next year, but ideally you do want to keep track and a bit more organized. So don't forget the labels. So in short, the tools you're going to have to start out with, think anything to help you with screening, colanders, sieves, um, screens if you want to make some or buy some. And the next biggest thing would be storage solutions for your dried seeds and anything to help you with labeling. And if you are looking to dry your seeds for quite a bit of uh, time, you will need to dry them too. You can use the screens for drying or um, other tools in, there, in your house that work really well are things like coffee filters because they're going to absorb moisture, especially if you're extracting seeds from fresh, fleshy, fruited plants. Um, but as you can see, all these tools are going to be easy to find or around your house or at least easy to find when you're buying so you do you don't actually have to go out and get anything really really specific which is great nice and easy i love it so thank you for joining me today it was a brief overview and in parts two and three of my seed saving series 
I will also be going into more detail with ways to actually extract seeds first from dry fruiting plants and then how to extract them from fleshy fruited plants. So stay tuned for episodes two and three that I hope to be out very shortly after this episode. Thank you again. Please reach out to me through email or my social media. I love and appreciate reviews so much. I got a review like way back when I started and I was like stoked. So thank you. Um, Thank you to some of the listeners and green witchers or just all around cool as heck folks who do message me on Instagram and you share gardening stories and successes. Um, So any listener, if you ever tag me on Instagram, you message me about your garden, you shared some cool insight into seeds and stuff you find in your garden, you know who you are. I just don't want to say Instagram handles on my podcast in case some people aren't okay with me um, saying their names on a podcast. So, but if you do message me or have even messaged me at least once to just say, hey, thanks for the seeds, then you are a fantastic people. If you've tagged me in stories, that's really awesome to share that as well. So thank you to everyone again who listens or even reaches out to contact me. Tell me what seeds you're saving. Tell me if you're saving any seeds this year. I'd love to hear that. So thank you again. Blessed Mabon. And I hope your harvest full moon was super. I wish you a bountiful harvest and a wonderful foray into seed saving. Thank you. Goodbye.